tonight is probably one of the most important things we're going to talk about. I believe it's the number one way that you, and by the way, if you don't know, you have a spiritual enemy whose 24-7 job is to discredit you and to keep you from the things that God wants you to be about. So even during this message when we talk tonight, you're going to feel a temptation to talk to your, to your neighbor or to be distracted or go on your phone. And just when, the, when those feelings happen, when you feel like that, just know that, again, you have a spiritual enemy that doesn't want you to hear what we're about to talk about. I believe this is the number one way that you guys as teenagers are being um, attacked. This is where the, the enemy um, in scripture talks about how we shouldn't let the enemy, we shouldn't let Satan get a foothold. And a foothold is a military term that when, when the enemy can get a foothold, it's able to actually control the entire country. It's a stronghold. When the enemy can take over a small space, it actually has a huge impact. And I feel like, honestly, for a lot of us, when it comes to technology and social media and what we're looking up on the internet, we're losing to the enemy. And so that's why we're talking about this tonight. Um, when I was your age, um, we had a thing called MySpace. Um, and MySpace is, uh, before Instagram and Facebook, there was a thing called MySpace. There's a guy named Tom who like, invented it, who like, wanted to be everybody's friend. You had to be Tom's friend. You couldn't like, unfriend him. Um, and when I, was, um, when I was in high school, we had, my, we had MySpace. And like, the biggest thing my parents were worried about is that I'd go see a rated R movie. Right? That's funny, because now on your phone, you have access to anything right? Rated R movies are like the least thing I'm, I'm worried about for you guys. My parents were just afraid I was going to watch The Simpsons. I'm not saying you should watch The Simpsons, but The Simpsons, like compared to a lot of other stuff that we're looking up and we're watching, like I wish some of us were watching that compared to some of the things we're watching. Um, not saying you should go watch it. Um, anyways, so I was looking up um, my, my, um, myself on, on MySpace, because um, here's the thing. I lost my password to MySpace. Because we just, I don't know, I, I think I changed it enough where you just forget it's ever happened. You change your password so many times, you're like, I don't know how many exclamation points I put in there, or what's capital, or did I use my dog, or this new dog, or whatever. Um, so I, I had a band, a couple bands. Um, one was called the Joel and Julia Project, and the other one was called From Here On Out. And they're still up on MySpace right now. You can look them up. Here's one of them I was looking up today, right now. This is my band from here on out. I've probably showed you these pictures before. This is on MySpace, myspace.com slash from here on out we live. That's what you're going to get. That's Adam. Um, nope, that's not Adam. That's Nick, me, and Alex. Oh, Adam's at the top. You're hiding like a little squirrel. Um, next one. Um, this is us. Okay, by the way, let me a little context. We were at church winter camp, and we were taking photos of ourselves all the free time. We just took band photos all free time. We were those guys. Um, and then um, and there's this one. Is there not another one? Well, okay, I'm glad there's not another one. <laughs> so it, here, here's the thing. Um, I can't delete these things. I literally can't. You can go listen to our acoustic demos that sound <laughs> awful. Go do it. It's going to be a great time. Uh, just That's what you guys are going to do. Like, I'm doing homework. No, it's just creeping on Joel. Um, here's the thing. I really can't delete it. And, and it's interesting because that's the thing about the internet is we can't delete, we can't take back a lot of things. And there's this clip I'm going to show you. It's from this movie called The Social Network. And I'm not saying you should go watch it, but it is, um, I, I'm not even sure what it's rated. Um, but it's basically about Mark Zuckerberg um, and how he um, kind of founded Facebook and what that was about. And Adam went ahead and bleeped out some of the bad words so I wouldn't get emails from your parents saying I showed a bad word video. Um, but basically what happened was he said some really bad stuff online to his ex, about his ex-girlfriend. And, and, um, and this is what happens in the clip. So you can watch it. Can I talk to you alone for a second? 
I think I'm good right here. I just... I'd love to talk to you alone. We could just go someplace. Right here is fine. I don't know if you heard about this new website I launched. No. The Facebook... You called me a, on the internet, Mark. That's why I wanted to talk to you. We on could the just, internet. That's why I came over. Comparing women to farm animals. I didn't end up doing that. I can't stop you from writing it. As if everyone thought that tumbles through your head was so clever it would be a crime for it not to be shared. The internet is <coughs> not written in pencil, Mark. It's written in ink. And you published that Erica Albright was a... Right before you made some ignorant crack about my family's name, my bra size, and then rated women based on their hotness. Erica, is there a problem? No, there's no problem. You write your snipe because that's what the angry do nowadays. I was nice to you. Don't torture me for it. If we could just go somewhere for a minute. I don't want to be rude to my friends. Good luck with your video game. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg is actually a jerk. Um, so wh why did I show you that? There's this line in that clip, and it says that the internet, is, she says the internet isn't written in pencil, it's written in pen. The internet's written in ink. And you can't take those things back. You know that there's actual, like there are, there are people, um, there are like organizations uh, where their only job is to take screenshots of your Instagram so like you could probably go search like what did my Instagram look like you know in February of 2016 like you can go do that. There are people who are just taking screenshots of what you post. We can't take things back. Um, and I've had people I've had people crying in my office because of a late night text that they sent out. I've had I've sat down with parents who who've been crying in my office because of a late night thing that they sent out when they were tired and they sent that picture and it went out and it couldn't be taken back. The internet is written in pen. We can't erase it. Um, and so, hey, as we talk tonight, um, that's, that's one thing. Internet's written in pen. What we post, it's going to come back. What we say, it's going to come back, which is crazy. Like, no one in here could probably be president, right? Like, they're just going to bring up all of these things that we've posted and we've done, right? It's all going to come out. Um, it's crazy how much that, uh, everything that we say is now being tracked. Um, and, and here's the thing. I'm not saying that we shouldn't... Um, have Instagram? This, I just want to say this little caveat. I don't mean we shouldn't have Instagram. I don't mean we shouldn't have Snapchat. Um, I don't mean we shouldn't have technology. We're not going to like turn into the Amish or something. Um, I'm saying the cat's out of the bag with technology, and we got to figure out how to navigate it well. And so if you hear tonight that, oh, Joel said I shouldn't have this, that wasn't me. That might have been the Holy Spirit telling you that you shouldn't have that. Um, but that's not me saying that you shouldn't have the internet. Um, but it's just how can we handle it well. So we posted some questions on Instagram this week. Um, or we posted a, like, a, like a survey, send us your questions about Instagram. So we'll be going through um, some of those things. Um, and the first question's gonna come up on the screen and it's this, um, what negative impact does social media have on me? First of all, social media, why is it so addictive? Why do we wanna be on it? Um, it's because teenagers, you have two basic needs. You need to belong and you wanna be independent. You wanna belong and you wanna be independent. And social media provides those two things. Um, and so this person asks, what are the negative impacts that social media has on me? And so the first one you can write in, we are more anxious. We're more anxious. Anyone ever gotten off the phone and you feel more anxious than when you, uh, when you started? Right? Like it just causes more stress, more anxiety. Um, and there's a scientific reason for that. Um, and I went to this um, last night. There was uh, this thing for parents, and it was like this technology seminar, and Joe Jardine was speaking, and he talked about how um, when you actually, when you're on the internet, when you're on social media, that there's this chemical released. Um, the chemical release is called uh, cortisol. Uh, and cortisol is actually the chemical that's associated with what? Stress, anxiety. 
Okay, so when we're on our phone, um, like there, actually there's a, there's a period in the beginning where you might experience some tranquil feelings, but then after a while, you start to experience this feeling of stress and anxiety. Um, and that's why when, when you use your phone, you actually, you might feel like you're more connected to people. But the, the, actually the connected, the feel-good chemical, anyone know what that is? Oxytocin, cool. Oxytocin, you do not, you do not, you do not, you do not emit oxytocin when you're using your phone. You have that when you're holding a puppy, uh, which my puppy is across the way. Afterwards, if you want to say hi to Sale, you can. Um, and that's what you get. So when you're on social media, it's actually making us more stressed out. We're becoming more um, anxious. Um, and so that's science. So you can't say, I don't, I don't think that's true. Um, that's just what's happening. So we're more anxious. There used to be a time when I was in high school where people were anxious sometimes. Now, like for me, I feel like you guys are anxious all the time. I'm anxious. And a lot of that has to do with our social media. Okay, so we're more anxious than ever. The second one is we're more lonely. And if you want to go back on our podcast, we have a podcast where I talk about choosing relationships over screens. And I had this funny um, metaphor in that where, like, a lot of us, we're driving down the road, and we're gonna, we'll text someone while we're driving. And so in, in that moment, we're saying, this person I'm texting is more important than the people that are around me that I could kill with my car. Like, isn't that crazy that we would sacrifice other people's good who are near us in proximity for the person who's on our phone? Um, and so we're more lonely than ever. Part of that is uh, the, um, the, what we were talking about with the chemicals. The other part is we just ignore people's needs in front of us. So we have like, continuous partial attention. So even now during this sermon, you're here, but also if you get a text, you're going to be out. Right? Like we have continuous partial attention. Um, and, and honestly, this is like one of the only places that you don't have that. This is like, like church, what we're doing right now. This is probably the most, like these 20 minutes where I talk is probably the only time today where you had 20 minutes when you didn't look at your phone. Unless you have a teacher that like put, makes you put it in those little pockets or like yeah. tie them up in a bag and burn them. Yeah. Right? But let's be honest. Most people, I was, talking to, um, I, was, I was talking to a student yesterday, and actually she was telling me that Instagram, got, uh, Instagram banned her because they thought she was a robot because of how much she was posting. They banned her. And then anyway, so but then we were looking at uh, when she used a Snapchat, and like, we were talking about, like, oh, yeah, we're using it during class. You know? So honestly, this is one of the only spaces where you don't use your phone. And I was talking to a leader last week, and the leader was like, we should just have a thing where we make all the high school students put their phones in a basket right in front. Right? Um, and part of the reason we don't take your phones away is, like, we trust you. Also, dude, take videos of that, like, funny games and things we do. Like, share that. That's awesome. Um, but, but also, like, we, we do want this to be a space where, for this time, we say that the people in here are more important than the people out there. The people right in front of you are more important than that text or that other thing that you had to get to. Right? That's what we're saying here. Um, and so we're, we're, we're often we're more lonely. And, and also, we're more lonely because we put like our whole like personality. A lot of it's online now, and we barely get to know people in public. Like most of our personality, it's called the reverse iceberg effect. It used to be that people's online life was like the 10%, and then in person you got to know the rest of the iceberg underneath. But now everyone's sharing everything online and who they are, and we barely get to know someone in public. Um, and so we're more lonely. Third thing is we're more discontent. Also, the thing about being lonely, um, if you want to talk more, if, if you feel like maybe you like you're um, like watching and, and playing too many video games, there's a, a direct link between video game usage um, and um, like some like like some social um, not social anxiety. Brooke, you're gonna get me. Video games and social disorders, social anxiety. Anyways, so um, basically, like the, the more that we use um, the more we use video games, that that can actually relate to us, like feeling un being uncomfortable socially and not wanting to hang out um, socially. So um, yeah, so if you're struggling with that, come talk to us. Um, 
Third thing is we are more discontent. We're more discontent. Um, when we use social media, this was Joe Jardine who was talking yesterday, he was saying that we activate the reptilian part of our brain, which is this part that's meant for survival. And so when you're on social media, you're asking, what do I need to do to survive? How many likes do I need? What do I need to wear? What do I need to not wear to get more likes? What, what do I need to do? What do I need to post? What filter should I put on? And so when we use social media, um, we're, we're asking that. Um, we're trying to get more likes. We're trying to keep it, compete with other people. Um, and so someone asked on social media this, um, is there a way to stop comparing myself to others who have the perfect body? Right? That's really hard to do. You don't ever look at someone on social media and just like, just like so you're like jealous or you're frustrated. Like, and, and, isn't that, and part of that, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of what social media is cultivating us. We're comparing ourselves to other people. Um, and one, one, th one thought I have is whenever you look at like a post and you want to just be jealous, like maybe just celebrate that person. That's awesome that they got to go to Italy. That's awesome that they're doing that. Um, instead of just being jealous. That sometimes maybe celebration is the antidote to jealousy. Um, cool. So we had a question. How much social media is too much? Does anyone have any like limits on their social media that their parents put on them? Anyone have any like, like you can't use social, anyone, does anyone have any limits on the use of technology that their parents do? So, so maybe a quarter of people, so studies show 50% of parents have limits, but I guess it's less here. Um, so here's the thing. Actually, as we talk about this, what I want to say is one thing. Um, your parents, honestly, they might not know how to navigate some of the social media stuff, some of the technology stuff. My parents didn't. Just because your parents don't have a rule against it doesn't mean that it's good for you. Okay, so just because your parents don't have a rule against something doesn't mean that that's good for you. You might need to be the person tonight that says, dude, hey, mom, dad, we need a blocker. Like, we need some restrictions. We need, I need to put my phone in your bedroom at night because I... Right, some of us, we're going to need to instigate that because our parents might not, because um, they might just, they might not know. Um, so the question is, uh, this next question, how much social media is too much? Um, actually, the, the better question that I put on your sheet is, how long is the period of time between when we use our phones? So I'm not going to tell you only use your phone for two hours if you're checking your phone like every five minutes for 30 seconds. Oh, I still use it for two hours. Like, is there, like, how much is the time between when we use our phone and we don't? Like, are there days, are there hours where we don't use our phone? Can you grab that? Um, the, the other thing I put here is, um, where are the no phone times and spaces? So when you're going out to lunch, when you're hanging out with your friends, when you're having coffee, that should be a no phone place. Like, if you're actually doing a one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone, like, I'm putting my phone on airplane mode all the time. I'm putting it down in front of me like this. Like, where are those spaces? Um, cool. So we need to set, set those boundaries for our social media. Um, so, um, yeah, the other thing is it's crazy that people can access you at all times, right? I was, I was listening to this interview and this girl was talking to her mom and she's like, well, my boyfriend broke up with me. And, and the mom was like, okay, um, when's the last time you talked to him? And the daughter was like, well, I don't really talk to him in person, but we text still. Oh, wait, so you broke up, but you're still texting. Yeah, yeah, we're still texting, but we're broken up. So he has access to you 24 seven. Yeah, yeah, we're just texting. Like, I'm just like all night, we're texting. And the mom said, okay, well, what if you were to stop texting him? So she stopped texting him for two days. Second day, dude shows up at her locker. Says, hey, what's going on? I miss you. We should go out. Like, us being available all the time makes it so we don't miss each other anymore. Like, it's not healthy for us to be available all the time. And also, I'm talking to myself here, because I'll be watching a movie with Vicky, and I'll be getting all these texts. 
and it's like probably from you guys who are just texting me, um, which is great, um, super fun. But also, like, I need to be someone who says, okay, I have a limit here. We're watching this. I'm here. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna have divided attention. Um, cool. So um, this next part, what we're gonna talk about, um, we got like seven more minutes, and you can't really talk about screens without talking about this next topic, uh, and that's porn. Porn is honestly like my heart hurts um, for you guys so much. It used to be that if you wanted to watch porn, you had to like I don't know like find a porn dealer and like get like a piece of a magazine and like or you had to go online and then you would have to like put in like yeah this is my birthday and you would like sign off and like like it used to be so hard to access sexual images um, but now it's everywhere like you type in around Google search right it's there like you, you go up on snapchat and like it's basically there like let's be honest like snapchat like some of these things are basically personal porn um, and so for me it really um, this is one of the things, like, I, I don't know um, if you guys recognize, I know that for some of you who are working with A21, you know that, that porn is connected to human trafficking, and in a lot of ways it affects your future relationships, and um, it, it just, there's so many things um, with pornography. One of the things that uh, Joe was talking about yesterday is, like, um, it's porn and, and video games are two of the things that keep men from being men. It's because they're watching, they're playing too many video games and they're watching too much porn, um, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, and so I want to give you some facts about what's going on. Um, also, if you're a guy and you're like, oh, guys, this is a guy's thing. All guys do it. You're watching dumb movies. That's not true. Men don't watch porn. Like, real men don't do that. Um, but here's some facts. Worldwide revenues for porn are over $100 billion. Uh, you got uh, 28,000 Internet users view pornography per second. If you type the word God on Google search in engine, you get 167 million sites. But if you type in the word sex, you get three times the amount. Uh, a few years ago, we hit our 1 billionth website for porn. A third of websites are porn. The word porn is the fourth most searched word by kids under the age of seven. Yep. Do you know? It's crazy. Like, dude, you might have, you might have someone. They're just like, yeah, they're, they might just be typing, like, like baby shark. And then they, they want to type in. Then they just type in baby. And then, like, what ha like it's so easy for kids to, to be able to, to do this when they're, just, when they're not even trying to. 11 years old is the average age a person sees a porn for the first time. You know why? Because that's around the age that they start teaching it in school. And, and parents often don't talk to their kids about it. And so they, they see all these things at school and they learn about it in school. And what do they do? They go home and what? Oh, I, they talked about that in school, so I'm just going to go home and Google it. And that's where it starts. Um, uh, 11 million Americans have sexual addiction. Over a third of the porn users are women. A third of the porn users are women. The most popular day of viewing porn is Sunday. Uh, least popular day is Thanksgiving, actually. Um, marriage and dating rates are down. So you, like in colleges, dating rates are down. The marriages are down. There's a lot of reasons and variables for those. But a lot of it is like, why would I go try to date someone when I can just get the high, get the fix from just going on porn? Um, so porn is a really big deal. And when I was in high school, I knew all of that. I knew that porn was sin. Um, but here's the thing. I think what the enemy wants us to, what wants us to do with this is the bad parts of ourself, the parts of ourself that watches porn or the parts of ourself that lusts, the parts of ourself that, like any negative things, the, what the enemy wants to do is the enemy wants to say, hey, you have to put those things way over here and only the good parts of you can come hang out with Jesus. The good parts of you can come into church. Um, and I just got a dog, I was talking about her, Selah, Border Collie, crazy. She eats all of our carpet. She's like, she's, she's peeing everywhere, um, and she's a lot more hyper than when we first took her home, because it turns out she had a parasite, which is why she was chilling all the time, uh, and now she's just running everywhere. And when my, uh, when, 
My border collie started doing that. Um, like, I, we didn't take her outside and chain her up and say, when you figure yourself out, you can come in. Right? Like, why is my border collie chewing on everything? Like, why is Sayla doing that? Well, she's curious. She's a puppy. Like, dude, a lot of you guys, you, you saw porn for the first time, or things happened to you, or you uh, had something happen to you sexually, and, like, you were just curious. And curiosity is healthy. Right? And so, like, with, with, my, with my, my, my dog, Sayla, what are we going to do? We're going to take her inside. Hey, Sayla, come on. She's going to keep peeing everywhere. We're going to put down potty mats, you know, like we're going to figure it out. And like she's going to get better and she's going to grow. But she doesn't stop being loved and she doesn't stop being our dog because she's made mistakes and because she doesn't have it figured out, right? And I feel like a lot of you in here are like, if Joel or if the counselors or if anyone knew about this dark part of myself, we wouldn't like you. Dude, I love my dog. I love Selah. Nothing she's going to do is going to change anything. And so tonight, like if you're struggling with this, we want to be there with you. All right, we're not like, all right, you have to get better, and then you can come hang out, and then we'll like you. That's ridiculous. That's the enemy. That's the total enemy. Of course, like, we want you to grow. Of course, like, I don't want my dog peeing everywhere all the time. Of course, I want her to experience the freedom of being able to run in our house, run in the master's house, you know, and be able to, to eat the food that's good. You know, because it was up to her. She would have just eaten, like, this, like, the insect poison, and she would have run to the middle of the street. Um, she would have. Let's be honest. And it was up to us. We would keep, doing, keep being a part of these patterns. Um, so anyways, curiosity within boundaries is healthy. And so honestly, in the church, a lot of the time we feel like we can't talk about sex and we can't talk about porn and we can't talk about these desires that we have. And that's just a lie. We want this to be a place where we can talk about these things. Because curiosity that's hidden in darkness just breeds more and more sin, and, and that will destroy you. Um, Anyways, so uh, we got some keys to technology, um, strategies for that. And you can fill these in. Um, these are ideas. Talk to a mentor. So tonight, say, hey, hey, Will, hey, Alex, hey, hey, Jim, hey, Carly, hey, Leah, hey, I'm struggling with something and I want to talk to you about it. You know, okay, cool. And they can set up a, a coffee meeting or you, know, you can text them later tonight or just honestly, even if you look at them kind of weird, like, there's something going on. Like, your leaders are trained to be like, there's something going on. Um, so talk to a mentor. They want to walk you through it. Second thing, this is a suggestion. Zero tech in your room. Zero tech in your room. I, don't, I can't really see a good reason for you to have your phone in your room. Um, oh, I use it as an alarm clock. Guys, I will buy every single person an alarm clock in here. Okay? We'll go down to Staples or whatever stores are still existing. We'll buy you an alarm clock. Um, so, dude, these are like... Like, when, when we're tired, our ability to make good decisions, like that ability for us, it goes down. All right, so if you're laying in bed and you're like, you're like oh, I want to do this, I want to text this, I want to look this up, like, like, don't have your phone there. Don't have your phone there. Because um, our ability to make good decisions and rational decisions goes down as the time goes down. Three, um, leave. So if you're starting to feel tempted to do something, to post something, to look something up, you might need to get out of your bed and just go to the living room. You need to get up and leave. Don't go on Instagram and be like, oh, I'm going to go here. Again, a lot of Instagram and Snapchat and these other things that we're on, like, they're like softcore pornography, if we're being honest. Okay, so it's like, oh, I'm going to get rid of this by doing No. You might need to get out. You might need to leave. Don't just try to resist. All right? With my dog, I can't just take something away. She's going to bite my hand. I have to not just 
I, I need to give her a, something to refocus on, right? So I need to give her a different toy, all right? So right, you're, you're really tempted. You don't just take something away. You've got to go do something else active. Um, fourth thing, use a filter. And this is what the filter is. And you're all going to get these fun little stickers tonight. So we're going to pass these out. Can you? And you can put these stickers on your phone, on your case. You can. Cody's going to pass those around. You can take a screenshot, make it the background of your phone. All right. So hey, let me tell you. Here's the, the basically what these stickers say is this. Can I see it, Aiden? Um, the sticker says, when you're going to post, when you're going to search, when you're going to do something online, you need to ask, does it glorify God, does it hurt others, and does it build my character? This is basically based off this verse that says this. Whatever is, you can go to the next slide. Uh, finally, my dear brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or perceived or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. So when you're going to post or look up or search or text your friend or look at that TikTok, is it true? Is it noble? Is it good? Dude, I, got I went on TikTok this week. Well, let me be honest. Some of us, we've got to evaluate what we're doing. All right. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, it's not go to those things once a week. It's not listen to one of those songs. It's think about those things continuously. Um, there's, this, there's this one last part as you have your sticker. Um, there's another part in Philippians where, where Paul says this, What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage. In, in Hebrew, that's like, that's like the, the bad word. I'm not going to say it. But the word garbage is basically like the, the, the other word for poop. Okay. Um, that anything else, that, that, that anything else is garbage compared to, to, to Christ. And I might be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own, but one that comes from the law. But that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. And, and so basically what Paul is saying is, I consider everything else garbage. You know what, I'd rather get rid of it. It's not worth anything. Because of Jesus who loves me. And this is the last point I have before we go into small groups. Um, it's right here. You won't stop doing something until you start loving something more. So right now, you're not going to joke. I'm, I'm going to go try harder to not post dumb things, to not search dumb things. You need to start from this place. Jesus loves you as you are. You are his. There is zero that you could do to change that. There is zero shame or condemnation under Jesus. He loves you. And until you can really internalize that and feel that he loves you, when, when you're at this place, like you're never going to want to change. You're never going to want to change. Um, you're never going to do that unless you know that he loves you more. Um, so, hey, um, tonight we're going to be talking about some of these things. Um, honestly, th there was this whole second part of the sermon where you might feel like, I'm not going to share that in my small group. Um, some of you want to encourage you to do that and step out and be bold and model that. But for some of you, you might just need to talk to your leader tonight. Um, I don't want you to be 25 and go to a rehab and then come talk to me which you can, and we'll love you. Right, let's deal with this stuff now. Not because any of the leaders are perfect, but because we just want so much for you guys. Uh, we want so much for you. Um, so I hope you're hearing that. Um, let me pray for you. So Jesus, thank you that you love us in the midst of our brokenness and our shame um, and all the, the things that we've done wrong, and you totally love us tonight. Um, and man, we've been really curious 
And we've been trying to figure out what does it even mean to be a teenager? What does it mean to navigate this new world of technology? And a lot of us, we've made mistakes already in the past. Um, but you say, in you, we are new creation. The old is gone. The old is gone. The page has been turned. And you are able to even delete the sin that it seemed like was written in stone because of your blood, Jesus. And we thank you for that. We praise you. It's in your strong name we pray. And everybody said, amen. All right, we're going to head out to small groups. Go there fast. If you don't know where your small group is, come talk to me. If you're new, grab a new person card. We'll see you on Sunday. Yeah.